Welcome back to the Pelicast podcast with myself, David Carabini and Bill Gain. We're missing Jack McArdle this week. He's off Gallivanton and Alicante, so we've replaced him with a massive improvement. Um, a good friend of the podcast and a 2022 UK Football Content Awards finalist, Blair McNally. Blair, how's it going? Good to have you back on. <laughs> I'm loving the fact that uh, you know that I'm 10 times better than Jack anyway, so um, I'm liking that. Uh, Jack, you're not welcome back and I'm taking your spot on the podcast, so uh, we're all good. Thanks for thanks for having us on, guys. Uh, yeah, no, it's great to have you back on. Look, you're the first um, first returning guest that we've ever had, so it's you know great to have you. We're um, we're delighted to see you. Shows the, how the bad your is in, doesn't it? Nick Morning teaches a thing or two. And that's exactly <laughs> it. That, that's <laughs> now. Look, it's great to see your your um, you know your growth since the last time you were on back in I think it was in July or, or August that you were on before and. I mean, we've yeah. you've grown grown a good bit now. I think you've doubled your subscribers on YouTube. You've your video and was it the Cork videos now hit eleven thousand uh, yeah, views. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it's, it's it's started to pop off. To be honest with you, yeah. On so, so, Wednesday, yeah. I'm going to be as you just mentioned. I'm going to be going down to the UK content creators and um, finalists. I've gotten at the top eight for the whole of the UK. So it's astounding to be honest with you. Um, I'm going down for that. It's an awards night and stuff. So. Listen, I'm doing what I love, and it's starting to get noticed now. So there's nothing more I love um than football, and uh, it's just going to continue, and hopefully it'll grow with the love I have for the game. Absolutely, I look. I I watch most of your videos, and I, like I just I love that kind of content and stuff like that. And um, you know, I was just watching your ice hockey video on the Edinburgh. Was it the capitals? Yeah, the capitals. That was that was great content as well. So look. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's great, and obviously now you've you've got your um your mother's side, isn't it? The the dairy side there in the cup final this week. Uh, just a small cup final. It's the FEI Cup final. It's the the showpiece occasion of the of the Irish season. Uh, you're coming over for it tomorrow. It's I mean we're all looking forward to it. Bill's going as well. As I said, Jack wasn't there. He's over in in uh, Alicante because Dundalk weren't good enough to make it for them. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, he booked that at the start of the season, didn't he? <laughs> well, like, do you know, it's actually, he's, he's away with a couple of the lads from the Dundalk team that booked the holiday because of the fact that they didn't get to the cup final. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, look, we'll miss Jack today. He's, he's good crack. He's a good lad, to be fair. But um, no, look, how much are you looking forward to it? Look, in, in all realism, as a Derry fan, someone who's grown up with Derry as a part of your family, uh, it's it's a big occasion, isn't it? Oh, it's mad. Um, I always remember watching. Don't know if you remember the the final against St Pat's. Yeah, I was there. That, I was, that in, was about yeah. ten years ago, and I, I always remember watching. I watched that full game. My cousins and all that were on, on the like they were on the TV and stuff because I think there was a um, don't know there was a memorial thing held before or something. They were on the TV and they held an RIP thing for, but. I always remember watching that game and it was nuts. And I've always said to myself, ever since I seen that game when I was watching it, all my cousins, all my family were down at the Aviva and I'm gonna get there. As soon as Derry get herself to a video, I need to go. I need to go. And I'll tell you it's a funny story right now. So at this moment in time, I've actually not got a passport. So uh, <laughs> what's happened is as soon as Derry got to the final, boom, I was straight on, booked Ryan Air. I, uh, I looked up on the government website and it was like, you don't need a passport but to get between the UK and Ireland. So I was like, off top of days, booked Ryanair, paid £40 return 
for my flight to Dublin. Do you know, £40 pound return, that's easy money on it. Absolutely, yeah. And then I've went on to it and I've looked in further and it says that you need a passport to fly with Ryanair. Ryanair's the only company that you need a passport with. Stingy bastards. So <laughs> uh, what's happened is I've had to have a look further. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get to Dublin and now I've managed to get a return flight with Aer Lingus. So I'm coming over tomorrow morning. To, to the, we're recording this on Friday night for you, you listening. So I'll be over on Saturday morning and I'll be back on Monday night. So I've had to pay, had to had to splash out uh, some of my YouTube money anyway, shall we say. Some of my <laughs> my savings for about the last four years to get over to Dublin. But listen, it's all going to be worth it because half my family are going and half a dairy are going. Yeah, look, it's it's great. Like I, I go to the cup final every year, and honestly, it's the the showpiece <laughs> occasion for Irish football. It's the best day out. Um, I was there in twenty thirteen when Drogheda were robbed of a ninety sixth minute winner. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some some of the cup finals down the years have been insane. Like last year, Pats and Bowes went to penalties. Um, you know, the two clubs that average, I think it was between them, they average about two and a half thousand per league game. It was thirty eight thousand at the game, thirty nine thousand there. So it's the the atmosphere is always electric. Um, Shell's been a Dublin club. She'll bring a big crowd as well. Derry, I know. So I think they've sold fifteen twenty thousand tickets for it already. There's thirty thousand tickets already sold, and I think it's it's just going to be such a great day. Um, it's always everyone's always in, in great in a great mood. I think there'll be, you know, plenty of crack, plenty of banter between the two clubs. They've played each other four times this season. You see, like. The interviews with Rory Higgins and Damien Duff all week have just been all about we're sick at the sight of them, but this is it's going to be different. Like, and I'm I'm posing for a bill. How are you feeling about this as a Cork man who idolises Damien Duff coming up for this game? You're coming up as well from Cork, and I mean, look, it's going to be it's going to be a big crowd and it's going to be great crack. Ah, uh, yeah, well, you got it right anyway. I actually do idolise Damien Duff, but I suppose uh, the last time. Well, the last and only time ever I was at an FA Cup final before this would have been the 2018 FA Cup final. So, where Dundalk won 2 1 against Cork City. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because, well, I should be I should be coming at it from a neutral perspective. I'm probably going to be more emotionally involved in Shelburne than I was in Cork City in 2018. Uh, make that what you want. But, um, what's great about to see is um, the steady increase in um, attendances because I'm looking at the attendance from 2018. And there's thirty thousand four hundred and twelve. I think you said there's thirty thousand tickets gone already. Yeah. So hopefully they can go a bit bigger. Tickets for tomorrow gone already. Are you saying? Thirty thousand. Yeah, thirty thousand tickets just... sold as of today was the figure that was released by the the FAI. There's a there's a figure that's coming out that's saying that apparently Derry will be bringing. T- I heard twenty five thousand. I don't know if that's been exaggerated or something, but I'd, I'd imagine. Imagine Goodfield travel down. Yeah. Shells won't be bringing 5,000, they'll be bringing more than that, so I, I don't know, we'll, we'll wait and see, but even this, it's such a big showpiece final, I mean, the fact that Rovers are out, it means it's all go for both teams, if it was maybe Rovers, see if Rovers were playing, and it was maybe Rovers Derry or Rovers versus Shells, it would be different, but because it's it's not the champions that are playing, it, it's it's all to play for, isn't it, that's what makes it so much better. Yeah, well, it was the same last year with Bowers and Pats. That was that game. I think everyone was invested in that game because of the fact that it was, I think, over the previous seven or eight years, it, there was only three clubs that had gotten to the final, which was 
I think there was four years in a row where it was uh, Dundalk against Cork and then Dundalk played Rovers in the final every couple of years as well. So the fact that now we've had two years in a row without any of those three clubs, I think it's just bringing back the magic of the cup. Um, Bill mentioned earlier on about the steady increase in attendance figures. When I went in 2013 and 2014, there was 17,000 there. So the fact that now we've nearly doubled that two days out from the game, it's just it's insane to think of like, just the incredible growth that we've seen over the league over the last 10 years. And I mean, you, you mentioned earlier on, Blair, the, um, the 2012 Cup final, when I think it was Rory Patterson scored an extra time. Oh, was, Rory Patterson. It was one of the best games we've ever seen. One time, man. Yeah, it was, it was just such a great game of football between two teams. And then, of course, you know, Pats won it then two years later in a replay of that exact fixture. It's so many. We'll, we'll not talk about that one. <laughs> I watched that one as well. <laughs> there's, there's so many emotional moments attached to this cup competition that, I mean, look, Derry being the only club outside the Republic to be involved in the competition this year, um, it's fantastic uh, to see. Uh, I think it's brilliant. The question for, is, for... but are there, are, <laughs> going to cause some controversy here, are <laughs> Derry really outside of the Republic? Blair, look, I'm talking geography rather than emotions <laughs> here. It's you know, it's I I'd love for an all Ireland league. I'd love for an all Ireland, um, just to be a a full nation again. But look, that's my own personal opinion from a factual point of view. They are outside the republic at the moment, and I mean, I'd love to see that change in the coming years. But at the moment, they are the only club outside the republic involved in the competition. To get for them to get all the way to the final this year is absolutely incredible. Especially you look at the people that they've brought in; it's all been local lads. Like you know, Rory Higgins is the manager. He's he's a Derry lad. You know, they've brought in Patrick McLenny and Michael Duffy, Derry lads. You know, there's so many great Derry people involved in that club right now, and it's just great to see the the yeah. club is it's just like it's so vibrant. Those up there in in um, February or March. And it's just it's the buzz around the club now again. It's just brilliant in the last couple of years. It's it's just great to see it. And I, I mean, look, I I love this league. I don't think I've ever hidden that fact. But it's for a club like Derry, you know, it's it's not a Dublin club. So the likes of Cork fans and Galway fans and things that have this chip in their shoulder about Dublin clubs, they're they're doing brilliant, and it, it's great to see it. And I'm over the moon for it. And you know, the Northwest I think needs a club like Derry. Especially now with Harps going down, we need to see more clubs from around the country in the Premier Division, and Derry are just flying at the moment. It's it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's uh, do you know, everybody I've spoke to, everybody involved with the club has said, if you'd have said at the start of the season that Derry would be in the cup final, and they would have secured Europe, you would have snatched it with both hands. So like. I know they took Rovers right to the wire. Rovers are obviously just a level above, aren't they? And the fact that they've, it was actually Derry that knocked out Rovers, um, we knocked out Rovers in the quarters, it just shows how much they've um, improved in a year. And next year, listen, if they can go for it with Rovers again, it'll be an even better spectacle because I think at the moment it was similar with Dundalk in the recent years as well where nobody was really challenging. Dundalk dominated for a good few years, and then now it's Rovers' turn to dominate. And I think it would be good if they could have like a season where there'd be two or three teams just going at it, um, rather than one team slipping away and one team doing really well each season, do you know? 
yeah, there's no hundred percent agree with that. Like it's it's that kind of a league now where if one team gets a bit of money behind them, they're automatically up to the top. Um, but I think in the last couple of years, you see, you've seen a massive kind of closing of the gap. I mean, Trotter, I think, are the only part-time team in the league this year going into next season. If um, if Waterford win the playoff tonight, I think I saw it was 1-0 um, to UCD last I saw. But, um, you know, it's it, Trotter will be the only part-time club if Waterford go up. And we were unbeaten against the top the top three at home this season. Uh, it's it's the the league itself is starting to really kind of take shape, and there's been a big closing of the gap, as I say, from top to bottom, and it's it's something that just makes it so much more entertaining, so much more, you know, um, you know, unpredictable, and I think that's what helps people buy into it. I think that's why we've seen a big increase in crowds, and uh, you know, you see even in the cup this season, Shells and Derry have both had pretty tricky. Uh, runs. I know Derry obviously had the the luck of having four home draws on the way to it, uh, and Shells have only had the one home draw. But it's you know, Shells had two two first division clubs, a non league club and a, a Premier Division club, and so did Derry. So it's it's been fairly similar runs to the cup final this year, and they've both struggled at times and had fairly comprehensive and comfortable wins as well along the way. So it's it's something that you can look at and think, you know, this is such an entertaining prospect to have these two teams in the cup final especially considering how tight their games have been in the league this year as well Bill do you want to come in on that or yeah I suppose you go on about the top serving it well I suppose how the league is changing the top serving but like that's kind of always been the case because if you look at it um, there's actually a massive correlation and this comes back to a deeper problem but there's a huge correlation between teams that win the league in the League of Ireland and they end up bankrupt or in trouble a few seasons later. And you saw Cork City and Dundalk even and even the team before that, I can't think top of my head. But like again, I think that's coming down to the um lack of finances and clubs throwing money and then getting caught. But well said with Cork in promo next year they're, they're, I think the gap as I said is closing and I think the league will be a lot stronger for Cork in it. Um, Terrell's season. So you go on about how Derry City's run in the cup was very similar to Shelburne. I remember in the second round when they played Cork, um, and a good result here. Um, Patchen scored an early goal, penalty, but like Cork were well in that game in the second half, and if it wasn't for a dodgy Rory Keating sending off, they mightn't have um gotten through after the second round at all. So they've had their bit of good fortune on the way too. So there's that there's that element of. But again, yeah, as I said, I'll be. I think I'm. I'm probably the only Cork man in the country who will be supporting Duff on Sunday. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, Blair, you were at that Cork game um earlier on the season. I remember watching your blog about it. Uh, how how did you feel at that stage in the game? As as Bill says, it was a tight game against the first division club. Did you think that had any did any chance of going to a cup final at that stage? Uh, the problem I see with Cork and Bill. I think you're inclined to agree with me. Great defence, great midfield. They've got nothing to offer up top. And it showed against Derry. Derry were very, very comfortable. Uh, I've seen it against Galway as well. Just nothing really to offer up top. Um, I, I, I don't think Cork could have went much further than they actually did. Um, just 
that that's personally that's just the way I seen Cork squad. I do hope they add to it, but in the end, their end product was very very poor in both games that I seen them this season. Yeah, I'd yeah. second that. Like, uh, yeah, I think so- if. Cork- yeah, just a sharp point. I think Cork City are in massive trouble next season if they don't get eight or nine players. That's that's okay. an interesting, an interesting point of view there. Is um, you know, it's it's a team coming up into the Premier Division. It's always going to be tough. Uh, it's a small league as well, so I suppose you're looking at it from a point of view. Of, if you're watching in England and the team comes up, there's twenty teams in the league. Um, so, you know, they can kind of struggle to be top three or four teams there's still another you know 16 teams in the league whereas in the league of ireland it's you're struggling to be the top three or four teams there's only so many more teams that you you have to be able to beat like it's it, it is a difficult league to stay and it's a difficult league to, to to get wins in as well and i mean i'm looking at the results here i didn't realize that there that shells actually went the whole fei cup this season without conceding a goal um you know, they beat they beat Bray three 0 at the Carlisle ground. That will change on Sunday, don't you worry, boy? Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, they so. beat United four 0 up in Donegal. Um, they beat Bowes three 0 which was I watched that game. That was a massively impressive victory as well, considering you know I think Bowes were on a decent run of form at that stage in the quarter final, and Shells had actually lost a bit of form at that stage, and then they beat Waterford. Waterford is a tricky team to play against, especially. You know, they've, they've this guy, Phoenix Patterson, who can take free kicks and he's, you know, he's been fantastic this season. He was nominated for Young Player of the Year across both leagues. Um, you know, to get through that game down in the RSC is a tough, tough game to get through. So they were kind of battle-hardened there, especially like I think Vonnegue was one game that we all looked at and thought, Jesus, you know, that's that's a tough place to go up there. And then you look at the Derry side of things, you know, Oliver Bond 7-0, you know, Oliver Bond, they're a Dublin team that, that play in the Leinster Senior League and they, I mean, three or four years ago they were playing the same level that I play at. So for them to have gone that far up the up the leagues and up the, the ranks in such a short period of time is is absolutely incredible. Uh, then the Cork game, as we said, they obviously had the tough straw of them all beating Rovers at home. Again, it was a, a red card for Lee Grace to kind of uh, I didn't think it was a red card myself, but again, they were comfortable in that game. And then the treaty game, that it looked as though they should have ran away with that game. And uh, they, I, I know end occurrence for that penalty as well. But it, is that something that could worry you as a as a Derry fan, Blair? That you know they've kind of struggled against the lower sides, the likes of Treaty and Cork, where you know obviously the score goes, and you know Jamie McGonagall's been on a bit of a a barren spell at the moment, and it, it, like where where is this game going to be won and lost for Derry and Shells? Do you think? I think we can all say that cup final day is totally different to any other day. Everything comes down to this one match, um, and I think all form goes out the window, all uh, results from the season go out the window, because every single player, all twenty two players on that pitch know that there's only ninety minutes that counts. But, as you have said, um, the problems they have had against Treaty United, etc. Uh, like speaking to my wee cousin and that, that, that were at the game against Treaty and they said that Derry were terrible. Like, terrible, but they got the job done anyway. So, sometimes you just need to grind out the results and if you are playing bad. But, listen, they can't be that bad after beating Shamrock Rovers, the champions. 
3-1 at home. So I think it's going to come down to what happens in the day. Um, and Shell's not conceding a goal. Obviously, that's a massive stat. That's huge going into the final. But yeah, again, it means nothing if um, you go into this game because it's not a home tie for either team. Um, you're in the National Stadium. And I think, as we all know, if you were to go into that pitch as a player, it's all about adrenaline and it's all about um, what you do on the day, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely, completely agree. It's um, it's one of those things, and obviously Derry have the the mass. They're missing Diallo, who stupidly got himself sent off against. Oh, uh, don't even start me on that, boy. I'll tell you something. Diallo is an absolute baller. He's a player. I've seen him against. I think, I think it was his debut against Cork. I'm not sure, but he scored against Cork anyway, and the fans were singing his. No, it wasn't his debut. It was his first goal against Cork, and. I'll tell you something, the fans were just singing his name all game because he's an absolute baller. So Derek to be missing him is huge. Uh, very, very big. So we'll wait and see what happens. But do you know what? I'm looking forward to it. Both sides coming into it looking good. Shell's obviously near the bottom end of the table there in seventh. Derry finishing second. But as I said, it means nothing. Yeah, I mean, the, the form would suggest that it's going to be a tight game. I mean, Derry haven't won in four, but I think was it uh, Rory Higgins said in his interview in the press conferences during the week, um, they, they had a, a press day down at the, the Aviva Stadium and he said it was after the, the one-off draw with Shells that he kind of knew that they weren't going to win the league, so we started changing things up. I mean, the last three games against Ligo Rovers and Dundalk where he, he just wanted to make sure everyone got minutes. Um, then you look at the, you know, Shells obviously got that comprehensive win against Strata a couple of weeks ago, but then at the same time, that's their only win in the league since um since July. So, you know, it's it's been kind of both teams have been so focused on this cup final for quite some time now that it's it's almost as if it's do or die on the day. And I mean, you look at this, the odds for the game, Derry are huge favourites. That could be a, an issue in itself, especially I mean, you know, shells are missing uh, Connor Kane, I know through injury, who's he's been a brilliant player from all season at left back. But they do have Sean Boyd, who's always up for a goal, always up for a yellow card as well, as I always like to remind everybody. Uh, Blair, I'm not sure if you know this stuff, but Sean Boyd has been playing League of Ireland football for um, quite some time now. Uh, I'll just get the stats here for you now. So he's he's played League of Ireland since 2016, and he's only finished one season with more goals than yellow cards and that was a season where he played six games and scored once so even this year played 11 been booked 15 times sounds like League of Ireland and Scottish <laughs> football pretty much uh, yeah sounds like year, normality <laughs> well that's exactly it but he's he's that striker that he's a big target man he's you know he's a good footballer to be fair and he's he's about 6 foot 4 6 foot 5 uh, he's been one of Damien Duff's kind of big, big name players and big game players as well. Like he's, he seems to thrive off the the negative atmosphere from the opposition players, the opposition crowd and things like that. So he's a player to look out for. Shane Farrell, who's been Shell's best player for the last seven or eight years, he's absolutely brilliant. He's a, a uh, he's playing a right wing back at the moment. He's a he's a player to watch out for. And then obviously with Derry, you know, Will Patching has been. Absolutely fantastic this season. Jamie McGonagall as well has been... Hey, something We got a free kick outside the 18-yard box. Tell you, Patching's putting it into the top corner, boy. I, I, 
well back him, you know that I think Patching is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. I know we had him in our uh, Pelcast team of the season this, uh, for for this year, and I think a lot of people kind of go, "How the hell could you have Patching in there?" But I mean, you look at him; he's a centre midfielder with ten goals this season, and he's, you know, he's just such a good footballer. He, like I watched him last season a few times across; like he played against us last year. And he was just so good on the ball. He just gets on the ball, sprays it left, sprays it right. He could be the man that wins it for Derry on on Sunday afternoon. And I think he could. I think I really do think that it could be his day. But I, I'd be looking at shells. You look at you know Jack Moylan as well has been very good for shells this year. And it's it is going to be won in that midfield battle. I think. I'm t- I patching. He's a very very good player to watch. Um, as you said, he just. He's got a finesse about him, hasn't he? He's got a finesse. Yeah. He, knows, he knows he knows how to play a game and he knows how to look good whilst doing it. And that, that adds to a player's game if you're able to do that. Yeah, well, I think he's I think he could be a player that on, on the day I don't think it'll phase him. If you get me like at the cup final day, I think it, it he'll just brush it off and just play. And I, I think that's something that's gonna be vital as well, is to have that, you know, shells have, have it in the dressing room with them and Dolphin Joey O'Brien who have had these big days before, played at the National Stadium as well, and they know what it's like to come out and, from that tunnel and watch the ground open up in front of you. So it's it's going to be really, really interesting. Rory Higgins obviously won it with Dundalk as well in 2017, or 2016, I think it was. So it is going to be you know one of those cup finals where it's just going to be, as you say, Blair, absolute adrenaline. Like It's it's going to be fantastic. And Dale, you want to come in on a point there? Yeah, I I was looking at the squads there, and I think what an underrated feature of the Derry squad is that they've had people they have people who've been in FA Cup finals before and have won it. So you've the likes of Patrick McLeany, um, Michael Duffy, Daniel Lafferty, they've won it with Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers respectively. So I think you only have maybe the last two or three winners there. Um, but I say if you took three of them, you might have most of the winners in the last five or six years. But um, I think that will be a huge difference maker for Derry. Um, I'm also looking at the average age of squad. And Derry's that bit older, two years older. So I think Derry had the more experience coming into the side. Um, like even the manager front, Roy Higgins is a much more experienced manager than Duff. Uh, this is Duff's very first cup final. So it'd be interesting to see how he, um, you know, sets out his team and how he copes it. Yeah, That's definitely. I mean, Shells have the the vast experience of likes of Luke Byrne and Brendan Clark. Um, you know, you look at their squad. They've got JJ Looney in there as well, who's got a bit of experience about them. I think that the weak link in the Derry team is Aaron O'Driscoll. I've watched him a few times this season, and I, I, if he plays, I think he could be he could be the the weak link. But he hasn't played a lot in the last few weeks, so he might not be in the team. Um. But it is going to be really interesting to look at. You know, Stephen McGrew as well as a player that's played a good bit in the last few weeks. So I think he could be the man that starts the centre back beside Luke Byrne. Um, so it's it's it is a, a cup final that I'm, I I just can't call it, but I'm, I'm I'll be up for Derry from my own point of view. Uh, Derry are one to five, Shells three to one to win the cup, and to win in ninety minutes, Derry four to nine, Shells eleven to two. So. You're you're looking at Derry as hot favourites for this one. I think with the bigger pitch, it'll it'll suit Derry's more expansive game, and they'll be more kind of adjusted to the size of the pitch. They'll be able to get the ball around a bit. Talk is a bit more of a tighter pitch than the Brandywell as well. 
So it's it, I think that could be a factor. But again, as Blair said, once you get there onto the onto the pitch on a cup final day, everything goes out the window, and it is literally just adrenaline and how you get over the line on the day. So I mean, look, lads, it's it's all brewing up. The three of us are all going to be going to it. It's going to be an unbelievable day. Three o'clock on Sunday, the FEI Cup final, live on RTE. It'll be you know. I, I, I think this is going to be one of the best cup finals we're going to see in years. I, I genuinely have that feeling about it. I'm buzzing. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Is there anything else that you lads want to want to bring up just before we, we wrap up here? Blair, I'll let you come in first. Is there anything else that you want to bring up about the cup final? I'm going to say is everybody attending. I hope it's an absolute cracker. Shells won it. All the best of them. Um, and after they won it, let's just say it's going to be a Dublin takeover. I'm absolutely buzzing. <laughs> Yeah, my first time ever in Dublin tomorrow, so I'll be class and we'll just wait and see how it pans out. Yeah. Fantastic. And Bill, what do you think? Yeah, look, I suppose um no matter what team wins it, um Shelburne or um Derry, um they're winners on their own merits and you can't begrudge either than that fact. Um uh, again I hope it's Shelburne, maybe with a Jack Moylan um special or something, solo goal. But um, again, I'm looking forward to the final and seeing what happens. All right, my last okay, question again. then. My last question, sorry, Bill, is uh, what's your what's your final prediction now? We're going into it now. It's less than forty eight hours away, Blair. What's your final prediction? Uh, two one, Derry. In ninety minutes. Aye. Okay. Bill, what do you think? One 0 Shelburne. They score early and hold on. Okay, I'll go. I'm gonna go Derry three two after extra time. I think uh, Will Patching will score. Another St. Pat's. That's what. That's what. I repeated the twenty twelve. <laughs> well, that's why I, I think it's something that extra time tends to happen in these cup finals. Is what I'll say. It's. I think it's since the the Aviva was reopened in two thousand and nine. Okay, we'll go five four Derry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the 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 since the 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 Aviva reopened in two thousand and nine. I think it's was a. So that's what this, this will be the 13th cup final. I think eight of them have gone to extra time or something like that. It's, it's a crazy stat. I don't know so if you've seen that. The last time I was at a cup final on Ireland was actually Cliftonville's one against Coleraine. I don't oh, know really? if you've seen that, that video. Um, that went to it was Coleraine were 2 0 down. Coleraine were 2 0 up. Cliftonville came back to two each, scored in the 81st and then scored in the 90th minute to make it two each. Took it to extra time and then one four two. So if it's anything like that, any limbs like that, I I'm all for it. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now look, Blair, thanks so much for coming on. It's great to have you back. We're we'll definitely have to have you on for a part three after you win the, the football content awards now on Wednesday night. Guys, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. As always, it's good, good laugh. Yeah, cheers, Bill. Go on. We'll uh, we'll good finish luck. it up there. Cheers, lads.